Whoa! <laughs> fuck yeah, that's insane, dude. That, that that's why I'm saying it's the most beautiful thing I've seen, and Let's it's see. like we need we need to print that out and have it at the vic- fucking victory for sure. Oh fucking a, dude! I like how he gives the beast an option of uh of pouring his bottle into a glass. As I'm sure has been done no times in the history of people drinking right here. <laughs> I am, yeah, it, it's kind of weird because at first you're like, oh, he's going to go defeat this beast. But in the second, you're like, he's riding a fucking bottle of beer with horse legs. Or two horse legs. So, he also looks. He be also cooler looks if it had three on one side because then it would be like, or four on one side because it would be like, you know, you think you would expect there to be four on the other side. So it's right. like a spider beer with horse legs. Well, it also looks like he's about to slide off the back of it. He's like yeah. sitting way, way the fuck back, so you can read the label clearly. Sure. But it looks like he's about to go whoop, and like end up on his ass next to his girlfriend there in the snow. Well, he's gonna hop off and be like, "Your beer, sir," and he's just yeah, yeah. serving the fucking beer to the beast thing. <laughs> well, and that thing—I mean, you can see little chunks of wood like flying around. Yeah. So that thing's not standing there stationary. It just comes sure. busting out of the fucking blackberries or whatever the fuck that is. Well, I'm pretty sure what happened is this: this Viking guy and the beast run a service where this girl paid them to, you know, drink beer and fuck in front of her while she diddles herself in the snow. Okay. I'm pretty sure wow. is what's going to happen. Okay. That wow, happens all the time. That's an interpretation. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. All right, anyway, the point I was getting to uh, uh, is they're talking about, uh, for some reason, it really focuses on Jesse James a lot, but then also Crazy Horse. And some Sitting Bull and some, like, Durant, like, railroad building Durant and some Custer and some Grant. They're talking about after um, Grant's leaving office and it's, like, Rutherford B. Hayes versus, I can't remember the guy that was from the South, but he was, like, pro-slavery and anti-reconstruction and all this shit. And this is after the Civil War, clearly. But Tilden, it, uh, I think. Yes, that sounds right. But, uh, once again, disputed, disputed uh, election. Uh, nobody wanted, you know, nobody knew who the president was going to be, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, a bunch of people are, like, threatening to riot in uh, D.C. So instead of doing all that, uh, a few guys made a deal and just gave the presidency to Hayes. But then had them uh, under the condition that they pull the troops out of the South. I guess I didn't realize that that's how that one went down. Oh, shit. But, but holy shit, does that... Doing some historical echoing at the moment with yeah, um, for real, dude. People who refuse to concede and well, either which way. Uh, shit. Welcome back to how the West was fucked. Fucked. Uh, uh. How the West was fucked. See, I did hey. real quick there that time. Holy shit. Boring. S- sun shines on the <laughs> dog's ass every once in a while, or some other folksy saying that would probably fit that better. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Uh, today, we are once again going to be talking about more about an individual than a, a thing. 
Uh, this is an individual that's popped up a lot in our previous episodes, though, but we're going to do the, the comprehensive, you know, this is your life uh, uh, version of, of, of this. So this there's a chance Tony might have retained some of this some of this. Um, well, I already started drinking, so hopefully I won't remember any. Oh, you won't retain it for long then. Uh, so um, I'm not. I'm gonna try to trick question Tony. Uh, what do you know about the man previously known as Jumping Badger? Uh, and then <laughs> later in life, uh, uh, known in his native tongue, and forgive me if I'm gonna. I'm gonna try not to butcher it. Uh, Tatanka Eotake. Tatanka. Okay, so from I know that I know that means uh, uh, bison, right? If, no, it means more or less, yeah. If uh, if fucking uh, what's that glass of the no? What's the fucking movie with Dance Kevin Costner? Dance with Wolves is to be uh, believed. I think it actually means bull bison specifically, but I'm not sure. Okay, it is where I think we're going. Is yeah. it? Is it a male bison that is in a sitting position? That is that is correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Originally, this in- individual, when he was born, was named Jumping Badger, which to me is hilarious because if you've ever seen a badger, one of the things they're not fucking known for is their <laughs> jumping ability. Well, that's why it's a pretty badass um, nickname. Yeah, it's we like, don't need it's like stinking badgers. Yeah, well, it's like, like bike riding cat or something like that. Today we're teaching fools how to fly. Well, it's just like a lot of um, you know everybody started out with one name and then uh, as you kind of grew and they could kind of figure out what you were after you were. Stop being an amorphous p- little blob that just shits and pukes everywhere and cries oh, all the after, time. Oh, after the potato uh, version uh, or part yeah, of that, the baby? Then, then they rebrand you, um, and you don't want to, like, I love some of the, like, some of the, especially Lakota guy, like, fucking He-Dog, and I've seen, like, He-Dog's uh, signature, quote-unquote, where it's just, like, a drawing of a dog, like a stick figure dog. With just the biggest <laughs> dick you've ever seen. It's fucking excellent. Um... And, you know, guys, like, one of the coolest I think was uh, Rain in His Face. That's a fucking excellent name. Of course, Crazy Horse, excellent name. But some people get, like, uh, like uh, what is it, uh, Boy Afraid of His Horses. Not not as excellent. Uh, <laughs> what was or, the fucking Coyote Vagina? Well, Coyote Vagina, <laughs> he, he, he had a different name, and then I think they called him that because he fucked up his, his witchcraft or whatever. Oh, that sucks. So that's like being like, in a fucking punk scene where, like, you, you get nicknamed... Like you I've had several. Pants, you shit your pants in the tour bus one yeah, time. Hey, shit break. What's up? Uh, I had yeah. a buddy named Backdoor Sean because he got hammered and was at a tattoo party, and he's like, "I want a back piece." And the guy's like, "Well, you only have an hour to, that I'm gonna do for it. So how big do you want it? My whole back. What do you want? I just want like a front door to a house. So he has a fucking house house door tattooed on his back, whole back. What the fuck? So and his name's Sean. So we just called him Backdoor Sean all the time. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a new one. Okay, but anyway, which way, yeah, uh, if you haven't guessed already, we are going to be talking about Sitting Bull today. In, do, 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 do. In, uh, uh, what, do, what do you kind of remember about Sitting Bull from the past stuff there, Tony? Hmm. I don't know any specifics. I know the name. Well, everybody, he's arguably the most famous Native American of all time, arguably. Sure. Did he kill Custer? Yes. No, you fucking Fuck. idiot. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> the 50-50. Wait, who was it? That, who iced that no, piece of shit? No, nobody actually knows for sure. There's been uh, a few people that uh, uh, claimed it. Uh, Sitting Bull actually didn't fight on that particular day. He was uh, a praying for victory and then b recovering from praying from victory because you know praying for victory 
caused him to cut, cut a lot of little chunks of flesh out, sure, which sure, I'm sure we'll cover. Stared so at the sun until he passed out and hanged yeah, by he hooks a, in his back. Yeah, he had a lot of blood. He wasn't doing the hanging of the hooks, but he was doing a lot of bleeding and, uh, and yeah, quite possibly a lot of staring towards the sun. So Crazy, so but prayer what? does work. Yeah. Fuck well, yeah. He had, he had already had the premonition, which we've talked about before, but I guess instead oh, of rehashing that, it. Wait, was he the one that had the premonition where, like, the uh, fucking the cavalry would be falling from the sky on their heads? You are correct. Oh, yes. okay. Now, that's, okay, so I'll come back. That's, that's what we're talking about. Okay. But in, instead of us just doing the whole thing this way, we will let Will kick off with the Comic Sans. So uh, he said he was born on the Missouri about 1831 or 32 or 34 or 37. Uh, it's hard <laughs> enough with uh, Native Americans, but he kind of liked to dodge the question, some of these questions, too, and fuck with people. No, uh, he could have been born along the Grand River there near the border. Uh, that's where he died also. Or on the Teton River west of Fort Pierre. Uh, he was born into a distinguished Hunk Papa Lakota family. Well, I was, was going to say, I also read that it could have been just slightly south of Miles City. Ooh, fuck, you, Miles City. Fuck, fuck you, Miles, Miles City. Fuck you, Miles City. And also Nelson Miles. <laughs> Somebody yesterday sent a package to Miles City, and I'm like, oh, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, he saw like, what do you have against Miles City? He's like, ah, you don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his father was actually named Sitting Bull first, and Sitting Bull meant kind of a stubborn buffalo sitting on its haunches, not just a lazy buffalo. That's kind of what I thought, like why he would have been named that. Also, I've been around a buffalo a lot in my life. I can't recall ever seeing one sit on its haunches. I don't know if that's a thing they can do. You know, you see them roll around a lot, and they lay down like a cow, but I've never seen one sitting there like a fucking cat. You know? <laughs> like in his crotch. I'm trying to yeah, remember yeah. The, the one we saw where there was like the, the fucking, you know, what, uh, we were at uh, Yellowstone National Park, and we saw that one, that one uh, what do they call him, Lonesome George, that bull? Yeah. He's just mm-hmm. like he's like laying on the ground, and a bunch of fucking tourists walk up like ten feet away from him, and start snapping pictures, and all he you see his tail start swishing, and he just like popped the fuck up, and they those motherfuckers went running. Yeah, as you yeah. should do. You shouldn't yeah. get that close to those fucking things unless nah, you dude. unless you're fixing to eat it. Uh, <laughs> Don't move! I'm trying to eat you. Just eat it. No. But yeah, either which way, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's like. Um, I heard it also described as, as like the buffalo bull sitting there on his haunches, like protecting the herd. Which, once again, that seems like lions and shit. I've never seen a buffalo do that, but it paints a nice picture. So, mm-hmm. there you go. So, like Bo said, he was uh, when he was born, he was named Jumping Badger. But as he grew up, uh, he had some deliberate ways of doing things. So they named him Slow as a child. Named him so Slow. Yeah, he was slow. slow until he was like fourteen or, or so. Oh man, which, which is arguably worse than jumping badger. Even though jumping badger is somewhat comical, slow has some connotations you probably don't want attached yeah. to you. I'll, I'll take jumping badger. <laughs> so his dad and two of his uncles were chiefs too. So, uh, eighteen forty-five, when slow was fourteen, he scored his first coup. This was against a crow, uh, which marked his becoming a warrior. But his uh, father threw a big feast and gave him a white eagle feather, mm-hmm. and they uh, painted themselves black, and that's when his father gave him his own name, Sitting Bull. Uh, yep. His father would be known as Jumping Bull from then on. Yep. He also, oh, wow. gave, him a, he also gave him a horse and, and like, a fucking uh, uh, one of them rawhide shields. Yep, which so he kept all through his fighting years there. It's like your, uh, gr- uh, your like graduation gifts. 
you know, here's your car. Here's your. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here's your giant dog chew toy. That's what you got for graduating. You didn't no. get a rawhide shield for when you graduated. <laughs> Wait, did you graduate? No. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Fucking, I saw you do it, asshole. <laughs> oh, from school. That was a deep oh, fake. That. I thought you meant from AA class. Yeah, I got a rifle. <laughs> so. From your from your school, right? No, from no. Combine high. Yeah. A year later, he gets his red feather, signifying a wounding. Uh, he dashed in front of a flathead line of fire to show bravery, and then he was hit once in the foot. Well, of course, so and he, after that, you have another celebration. So he Damn. was trying to do the crazy horse where you, like, uh, uh, like the Fetterman fight. Oh, like, you run you up know. and touch him and run back? Well, no, that's counting coup, but they do this thing where, like, especially back in the early days where everybody either had muzzle loaders, especially when they had muzzle loaders, you'd, like, ride like a, a bat out of hell in front of the line of soldiers and let them miss you a bunch. And then while they're reloading, everybody else comes out the woodwork and just uh, kills them with tomahawks and shit and war clubs. But uh, 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 Crazy Horse was pretty famous for doing that uh, at Fetterman uh, and I think other times. But we'll, we'll get to where Sitting Bull does it more successfully later. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, he gains membership in the Kit Fox and Strong Hearts Societies. Uh, Strong Hearts were a little more prestigious. He became one of two sash wearers, ranking right below the leaders in there. Uh, he, of course, he gets to carry a picket and a rope, and were expected to pin themselves to the ground and stand and fight until oh, like they dog were killed soldier. or led out by a friend. Yep. I did not know the Lakota did that too. I knew the I knew the uh, uh, Cheyenne did. Mm-hmm. But, huh. Cool. Uh, Sitting Bull was an excellent hunter too, which kind of. Most most uh, natives were, <laughs> if you wanted to survive. Kind of have obviously. to, yeah. Yeah. Loved horses, owned many. Uh, his fastest horse was a sorrel stolen from a white man named Bloated Jaw. The guy was named Bloated Jaw or the horse was? The horse. Oh, man. Oh. But wow, so that's... having the fastest horse meant you can get to the enemy or the buffalo first. And uh, his favorite the fuck weapon was jaw? Lance. It probably, I'm, I'm just assuming, I was thinking about bloated jaw too. If he stole it from a white guy, it was, you know, Indian ponies. In fact, like, um, aren't like some of the horses in uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt National Park, they're, they're Nakota horses, which is the official horse breed of the Lakota tribe. And some of them are supposedly descendants of Sitting Bull's band mm-hmm. of horses. But if those are like the Mustang type, they're gonna look different than like some like, like if he stole this shit from a white guy where it's like a like quarter horse or not quarter horse but like a thoroughbred or something. But if he sold like a bigger horse like a Tennessee Walker, or oh, some so shit they like could that, just have like a bigger it, fucking it, jaw because they yeah different kind could, of horse. Or they just yeah look different like like Arabians to me like or Arabian horses. I mean they have the tiniest fucking heads ever. They look stupid to me. Yeah, but, fuck like, you, Arabian you know, horses. So. <laughs> Yeah, they're assholes too. Uh, but I um, <laughs> go back to Miles City. Yeah, but uh, just flicking their tail and being all rowdy. Um, but it could be something like that. It just probably looks slightly different from his sure. other horses. Well, you got to remember, like uh, not not all Lakota words translate very well into English sure. either. Sure, so. sure, sure. Yeah, it's it's the same with Japanese. There's a lot it of probably shit it probably like, means uh, something more like strong jaw, like right. Flexing yoked jaw or something. I don't know. Yoke jaw. <laughs> yoke jaw. Anyway. Uh, people thought he was kind of short and stocky. Uh, 
even though he was about 5'10", at least from photographs, he kind of looks short, but in reality, he was average height for, for a native there. Uh, 1856, got another red feather. Uh, he got into it with some crows. One crow chief challenged him, and he stepped forward with a trade musket. Uh, so they're kind of having kind of a duel there. Uh, Sitting Bull took his aim, and they aimed at each other. Sitting Bull's ball hit the crow in the stomach. The crow's ball went through his shield and into his foot, which I don't know how you do that. Again? But, uh, yeah, he, he hit the foot last time. It's amazing his name didn't become shot in the foot. Or, ba- or Bad be... Moccasin. Still the yeah, coolest yeah. fucking native <laughs> Nelmaker I've heard. But that injury would dog him for life, though. Uh, 1857, he becomes war chief of the Hunk Papas. 1859, his father came forward when they had a crow surrounded in battle. And he goes, leave them, leave them to me. Um, he shouldn't have done this because he was in the 60s and no match for a young warrior. So the crow went for his knife. Uh, Jumping Bull did too, but fumbled it. Oh. Uh, the crow stabbed him in the throat and pulled downward through his chest. Then oh, planted the knife in top of the skull, breaking oh, the handle. You're not going <laughs> to fucking, you're not going to walk that one off. No, no. Oh. Uh, then, of course, the crow takes off, and then Sitting Bull knocked him down with his lance, and then the hunk papas filled him full of musket balls. Uh, Jumping Bull op- said he had his a mouth and jumped in it. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> uh, Jumping Bull, his dad, said he had a toothache the night before and said he wanted to die, so he wanted to go out fighting. That's oh. a bad toothache, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, oh, I've got a little, little twinge of pain here. Better go fight some Nazis in the alley. Yeah. I saw the dentist. He <laughs> like, said I need a root canal, but I think I'm just going to kill myself. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go into a biker bar out and tip over all the Harleys out front. <laughs> yeah, right. Did anybody tell you that this is the private club of the Satan's helpers? Nobody hit me to that, dude. It's off limits. Oh. Well, my mistake. <laughs> Guess I'll be on my way then. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sitting Bull could also see visions uh, that would come true. Uh, so being a holy man and a war leader at the same time were pretty uncommon. Uh, he carried around roots, knew, uh, knew how to use them. Uh, but he didn't do a bunch of healing. He just kind of cared for the tribe as a whole. Um, he was a dreamer, joined the Dreamer Society and the Buffalo Society. And, and he's, in all the, he's in all the fucking societies. And ROTC and... and Elks and Eagles Club. And Elks and... Rot- yeah. Rotary. Masons. Underwater Basket Weavers <laughs> Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to tell me what those two actually are? Because I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are either, so... Well, just sit around and... Dream oh, stuff. okay. So they are just like, like after school uh, activities or whatever. Yeah, except yeah, for just kind of well, prestigious. Kind except of thing, for so. what what you dream up is maybe has some uh, policy making. Like, oh shit, I dreamed that we need to go to this part of Montana to winter this year instead of this part because otherwise, sure. you know. I just so crazy dream that like. It was like a we planted this tree and it started growing human body parts, man. And then we yeah. built we started building a, a automaton soldiers out of them. Yeah, I think we not, should do that. It's not uh, acid flashback club. It's fucking... <laughs> uh, he also dreamed of Thunderbirds and yeah. performed the ceremony ceremony to keep you getting uh, hit from lightning. So that's important. Mm-hmm. Quite. Did oh. you just get hit by lightning? Oh, oh, <laughs> close. 
just cinch my pubes. There, there's a lot of stuff in here that could electrocute me. Seriously, <laughs> the wiring's all bad uh, and got all, everything plugged into one outlet. Oh, that's oh, sweet. Good. <laughs> it's like the Christmas tree from a, a Christmas story. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sitting Bull gained much esteem as a singer and uh, songwriter. Right. Uh, Motherfucker's a jack of all trades, dude. He's yeah, a re- he's... real renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in ceremonies and secular uh, kind of spaces to mourn loss of a friend or family or love a family or to speak of his love of birds and other animals. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well-rounded individual. He's Ventura, pet detective. Uh, his kindness and generosity were famous even in his own time. And he could also take a joke and was well-liked by everybody, most everybody. But he still had his detractors, though. Uh, 1862, gold was discovered in Montana. No! And the Missouri was the one way into it until mm. the Bozeman Trail was uh, finished and gave up. Uh, so the hunk papas were pissed at their Indian agent. They brought gifts of nudities but offered him no protection from the white man. So more and more people started pouring in. Uh, they even killed one of their own chiefs who accepted gifts. Bear's rib. Bear's so they're rib. not fucking around. Now they're pissed at Whitey. And also in 1862, what else happens? Uh, the Dakota War. Yep. And some of those guys make it all the way west to join up with the Lakota. Yeah, that when these, North uh, and South Dakota split? No, this is, uh, we've, we covered the Dakota War. That's when uh, the Dakota in Minnesota got sick of their shitty Indian agents treating them like garbage. And then the guy said they could either eat shit or grass. And then oh, they killed that's them. right. And, and then uh, basically the army did very, had very little success catching people who actually did anything, but they just wanted Ind- to hang everybody. Indiscriminately killing everyone that they except, could ex- find. Ex- except for then Abraham Lincoln pardoned most of them. And then uh, in 1862, they just went after anybody that was remotely Dakota, Lakota-ish, whether they had anything to do with it or not. And that's uh, what Sully and... Uh, we, we, we've actually covered yes, it. Yes, that was Sully's expedition, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, part of it, yes. Sully and Sibley. Yep. Uh, so that kind of marks the start of the Great Sioux War from 1862 to Sitting Bull's surrender in 1881. So that lasts a little bit. Nothing like being a constant war for 20 years. Yep. Uh, so if you want to learn more about it, go back and listen to it. But um, in 63, they kind of had a failed expedition. So they set out in 64 again to punish the Sioux. Uh, June 27, Sully's army happened upon three Dakota warriors, killed them, cut off their heads, and put their put them on poles as a message. Uh, so that worked. Now the Sioux are really pissed at them. Yeah, yeah. That always works really good when you uh, profane the remains of people. Yeah. That, uh, gen- that generally doesn't ever piss them off at all, and they don't ever generally fight back. Mm-hmm. But people keep trying it. Uh, July 28, 1864, is the Battle of Kildare Mountain. But they do realize that the Army's rifles are no match for the Sioux's arrows, or the other way around, I guess. Yeah. Uh, because they didn't even bother to pack up and leave until they're halfway through the battle. Uh, but Sitting Bull fights bravely in that battle. He was next to his uncle Four Horns when he got shot, so he takes care of his uncle and bandages his wound and saves his life. But all had to flee into the ravines and up the mountain. Um, so the Sioux were so confident that they wouldn't lose, they didn't really pack up until then, it was too late. And then they were solidly fucked. And like uh, like I say to our listeners, if uh, and like Will says, if you want more in-depth about this, we do cover... 
Battle of Kildare Mountain in the uh, Dakota War thing, but um, just uh, I was like talking about because it it's very close to where Will and I are from. Uh, you used to have to go there on school trips, like to the battlefield and stuff, and you get like the whole medicine hole and all that stuff. And I like to talk about the farmer that has the collection in his basement that's just full of like sabers and pistols and arrowheads and cannonballs and shit because it all happened basically on this guy's property. So whenever he's like out working the fields, he just finds shit left over from this <clears throat> and how fucking awesome that is. But I wonder uh, how many tetanus shots that guy's had. Just like stepping on sabers and no, he's like driving. Up, what do you think he's fucking plowing like the Amish or something? He's got a fucking <laughs> tractor. Isn't that how it works in North Dakota? Oh yeah, we just all have hoes and shit <laughs> barefoot in, in, in the field, in different yeah, area codes. A, a three three hundred acre field, and they're just out there with a fucking garden rake. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but That's yeah, either uh, one theory of why the South was so stupid and lazy is that they were out in the field barefoot. And that's a good way to get hookworm. And oh, wow. that causes uh, you to be slow and stupid. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Never heard that one. Mm-hmm. That's... Um, so if you were to believe the troops, they uh, killed more than 100 Sioux in that battle. Um, they only lost two. Uh, then the combined Sioux forces d- disappear into the Badlands and leave the soldiers to wander in deep gullies and ravines and almost die of thirst. Yep. And like, like I told you last time, Tony, they uh, kind of ran through that exact area, what you call the Yuhu River. Yeah. Where we were swimming, that's pretty much right through there. Okay. Because uh, that's why it's Sully's Creek. We, mm-hmm. we were literally camped at Sully's Creek. Because mm-hmm. that's why. So just picture a nice running horse battle through that wonderful terrain. And uh, yeah. <laughs> no, doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> so Sitting Bull actually takes off to the southeast. Uh, on the way out, fought with a small group of soldiers, and Sitting Bull gets shot in the hip. Yep, and that's one I talked about called Fort Diltz, or that's actually right before mm-hmm. Fort Diltz, but yeah. So not only did Sully defeat the Sioux twice, but had permanent forts set up in their territory now, Fort Rice and Fort Union and Fort Berthold. Oh, uh, and Garrison's at Fort Union. They haven't um, uh, not yeah. a full-fledged built fort, yet. Fort, yeah. fort Buford yet. Yeah, Fort Union was not an army post. It was a, a fur trading post, but yeah. the army was able to stick soldiers in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this kind of fractioned the hunk papas. One side wanted peace and one side wanted war. Uh, Sitting Bull was on the side for war, but now he kind of knew how to fight Whitey uh, to get better rifles and avoid open battle and hit and run the motherfuckers. With game disappearing, he knew that the whites had to be kept out, otherwise they'd be starving. So they were not going to take any bribes anymore, and they would not surrender. So shit's on. Fuck yeah. Uh, 1865, Sitting Bull attacks Fort Rice there south of Bismarck. I didn't know they actually attacked the fort ever. Holy shit. Yep. Uh, they fought bravely, but the soldiers held out with artillery fire. Uh, by noon, the Sioux withdrew, though, because... Um, they actually had the high ground, unlike uh, Fort Phil Kearney there, where they're down in the gully. It's over, Anakin! I have the high ground! You underestimate my power! But this didn't improve Sitting Bull's standing with the uh, with the tribe. Um, Sully was always trying to talk peace, or at least he said so, but he kind of gave that up for a little while after 
after getting attacked, <laughs> which kind of makes sense. Well, come on down to Custer's Last Hot Dog Stand, Miles City's number one place to eat. We have Polish dogs, Chicago dogs, chili dogs, and our world-famous Custer dogs. You know when Colonel Custer was killed, his genitals were cut off and put in his mouth? Kind of fucked, right? Well, let us pay tribute to that by giving you a phallic meat to put in your mouth. That's Custer's last hot dog stand. You'll relish the experience. Caution, hot dogs may contain trace amounts of penis. Uh, Sully again wants to have peace talks with Sitting Bull, but he refuses to go. Uh, now the Army is finished building Fort Buford next to Fort Union there on the Montana-North Dakota line there by Williston. The, the Jellystone. Yep. Uh, also has the forts along the Bozeman Trail, which pisses off the Sioux greatly. Uh, that's uh, Fort Reno, Fort Phil Kearney, and Fort C.F. Smith. Uh now it was the Oglalas, uh, Crazy Horses guys, to turn to be pissed. Uh, Sitting Bull would also attack Fort Buford from time to time, uh, harassing the construction. Then in a very cold December... It's one more day up in the canyon. Like, wait, wait. Like, harassing the construction? Like, there's, like, catcalling the construction workers? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- oh, yeah. Re- reverse of what happens today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throwing beer bottles at them? Ooh, baby, nice union suit. Does that, does that holster go up all the way? <sighs> hey, you got fries with that shake? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he harasses the construction, then uh, in very cold December, he seized a sawmill and fired into the fort till the artillery drove him off. Uh, the next morning, the soldiers come out of the fort and exchange fire until the artillery took out two hunk papas. I love the term exchange fire because I always imagine people just like handing each other bullets. Here you go, man. Uh, Thank well, you. I just picture handing each other torches. Oh, there, yeah, that too, like, yeah. Oh, try this. This is artisanal fire. It's real good. Oh, well, I got this from the Adirondacks, so it's it's got a little more of an autumn smell to it. Yeah. So he continues to harass them into 1867, and also there's a new fort being built uh by garrison there further down the river at Fort Stevenson. Are you done yet? I have only begun to harass you. I'm going to harass you into 1867, bitch. (laughs) 1868, the uh, government finally gives in to Red Cloud and abandons the forts along the Bozeman Trail, so now everything has to go through the Missouri. Well, and what what was the main reason they did that? Because of the Fort, uh, the Fetterman Massacre. Right. Yeah, which you could go back and listen to that if you're I thought it was just a fight. Wasn't it just a Fetterman fight? It's a Fetterman fight if you're realist. Well, I mean, that's one of the few. I, I, I could call that one a massacre. Sure. I'm, I'm generally pretty pretty low to call uh, things. Why, why do you get killed? Or at least army guys getting killed massacres. But I, I would say that that fits the definition pretty well. Because it was not a much of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It was right over the hill and like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Except for that one bugle guy, that met, uh, Metzger with his bugle. Oh, that was the bugle guy one. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yep. Tight. You should go back and listen to that shit because it's fucking crazy. Uh, May 68, they kill two hay gatherers at Fort Buford. And then they go they down to... Any, they couldn't find any, any woodcutters. 
Because there aren't any, because if you've ever been by Fort Buford, there's no fucking trees. (laughs) (laughs) Then they go down to Fort Stevenson, but they were tipped off and they were on the alert. So they go to Fort Totten on Devil's Lake. Uh, They send word that they would not talk peace. Uh, The government sends out Father DeSmet to talk peace with them, and uh, he does agree to talk with them, but uh, said that the white men had to stop taking lumber from the Missouri and stay the fuck out. Uh, But they do travel to Fort Rice to sign the Fort Laramie Treaty. Uh, Of course, the Sioux didn't quite understand what they were signing. Uh, It was signing onto an old treaty from 1851. Uh, They were thought they were setting their own conditions to it, but they were signing onto other things. This is it wasn't Sitting Bull. This was other other dudes. Yeah. Well, wasn't that who was that? That was like what Red Cloud and Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But here's the the point with the Fort Laramie Treaty is uh, uh, none of it. Not a, not a drop of it really ever got honored anyway. and hadn't been nope. since it was signed, so it didn't really matter. You're like, you're signing your Starship Academy fucking graduation poster or something <laughs> for as much good as it does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it almost... he didn't stay out of the their territory at all, so... It almost yeah. made me, like, a part of me is like, why why did fucking Whitey ever have treaties in the first place? But I think it was probably just to, to make the, make the natives feel complacent or like, oh, okay, they're going to honor well, the word... Well, gives it the air Buy of legitimacy. No, the biggest thing is in Washington, then they could sell it with an air of legitimacy right. and say that, oh, we're treating these people fairly. Blah, blah, look at this. We have a treaty with them. But, you know, meanwhile, your average Easterner doesn't know what the fuck's going on out there anyway. And, sure. And, of course, Lakota could give a fuck less because, A, half of them didn't understand, like Will said, what really was going on in there. Also, the concept of, like, ownership of stuff. Right. Not, this, not the same. Um, so, yeah. But. Uh, but that gave the Sioux the reservation of basically the whole west side of South Dakota and part of North Dakota there, mm-hmm. uh, even though that wasn't their actual territory. No. Uh, <laughs> and also, um, as we as we know, they're all, well, I mean, I guess the remaining ones are kind of in that part of the world, but um, they don't exactly own all of it anymore, for sure. Like, they're mm-hmm. on three small reses. Yep, so with pressure from Whitey, they moved to the Powder River Territory, which is kind of the uh, Montanaville there. Mile City. Yeah. Fuck you, Mile City. (laughs) It also melts in miles. (laughs) So they actually decide to have a Supreme Chief in charge of all the different bands of Lakota, which is kind of a first. And throw in some Cheyenne with them, too, in 1869. Uh, So that was Sitting Bull. So he basically exerted more power than any other chief before. And i got to remember that uh, the natives are pretty independent people. And, you know, all the uh, all these things where the youngsters go off and do stuff on their own, basically, they, you know, like that's kind of the whole part of being a, <laughs> an Indian is not not listening to authority. Fucking whitey. Yeah. Yeah. Doing dumb things, you know, you can kind of think. For yourself, I guess that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Not very around. well. <laughs> Some people have a way with. We can cut that part out. <laughs> Other people have not way. I only had one one beer, so. Uh huh. But it was forty eight ounces the, and nine percent. One one beer and a brain hemorrhage. Yep. So the problem was, I needed one more. So. Mm. Yeah. I feel that. So summer, eighteen seventy was another attack of Woodhawks at Fort Buford. Yay! Back on Yay. track. 
but after that, they go on the defense. Um, they promise not to attack anybody unless they're attacked. And they go further west into to the Bighorn River. But the Lakota didn't stop their fights with the Crow or the Flathead, even though they stopped them with the Whiteys. Right. Um, and that's pretty much Crow. I mean, that's all more or less Crowish land before that, right? Like, mm-hmm. Lakota are pretty newcomers there. But with uh, flights from the uh, fights from the other guys, uh, Sidney Bull did get a bullet in the forearm. So this is about the fourth time he's been shot. Man, this motherfucker's like Terminator. Well, well you got to remember if you're shot by a musket ball, not a mini ball, that it goes straight through clean and it doesn't kind of rip everything up and expand. Right. Sure, like a rifled rifled bullet. Well, yeah, like the one he took at uh, Fort Diltz went in his hip and came out his back. That sounds horribly catastrophic. Oh, God. It was just a... He got... uh, He just had his uh, nephew, White Bull, just scooped him up on his horse, and they rode back and... And Patch, I mean, it's not like he was out fucking playing soccer the next day or some shit. You know, they're like... Sure, there was a degree of convalescing happening, but, you know... He didn't just fill it... He didn't fill the entire, like, tube in his body with fucking... Gunpowder. Gunpowder. Light it it on fire. No. Well, that that's the thing. It's fun to point out, too, that these are people that aren't dealing with... Well, neither were the whites at that point, either. There was no fucking antibiotics at that point. So, uh, just living kind of out in nature. I mean, you know, I guess a little more than we'd be used to. I mean, they had their lodges and stuff like that, but getting shot like that, living out in nature and keeping that shit clean, uninfected, like, all that stuff, it, it's impressive. Um... Well, and I it's, think it's, from what I've learned from this show, like like he probably had a better chance of living through that than some fucking army guy did. Yeah, you know because I mean? they'd have they at least had some natural medicines they could use. Well, and on they it, took fucking like baths that. every. You know, they they yeah. bathed and cleaned themselves and shit. Like <laughs> that. That's true as well. <laughs> that's number yeah. one. Like the 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 first thing my mom impressed upon me as a child was if you hurt yourself, what do you do? I'm like, get a band aid. No, you fucking wash it with soap and water. Yep. First. <laughs> Yep, and then the first Band-Aid will never stick because it's all wet yeah. at first. Yeah. And then, uh, yep, true story. But I, I just find it, yeah, like you, that's what I was going to bring up is, you know, you're thinking of like some of these like cavalry troopers with just like toes falling off and, you know, drippy dicks and fucking gangrenous face wounds and every other fucking thing. Yeah, Whitey I would think. just chop you off and start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't have an arm anymore. Private drippy dick reporting for service. <laughs> So sometime in the late 1860s, he gets sick of one of his two wives. Uh, They were bickering with each other, so he kicks one out, but the uh, one he kept dies, so he has to acquire another one. He chose poorly. (laughs) So in 1872, he uh, marries four robes, traded some good horses for her. Four robes? Four Uh robes. Okay. But four robes' sister wanted to live in the teepee too, so... They had to ask Sitting Bull if he would marry her, too. Um, this is where he has to give up blow to jaw uh, for the sister, which oh, kind of no. disappoints him. So he didn't want the sister anyway. You know, to start yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a family plan cell phone deal, but you don't want the, <laughs> you want the second line. You don't want the third line. And... <laughs> uh, fall of 1871, Whitey comes down the Yellowstone to survey for a railroad. The Lakota didn't attack him, though. Uh, they sent emissaries to the agencies to ask if they were building a railroad. 
which you know was a violation of the treaty and surely meant war if they did of course they say oh no no we're not doing that we're building a water slide you'll (laughs) love it Uh, August 1872, while they decided if they should attack or not, uh, warriors snuck out in the middle of the night and attack a railroad crew guarded by soldiers. They steal the horses at night, and but that tips off the army because they were still deciding if they're going to attack them anyway. Gee, something seems to have got, like, we missed something from last night. Oh, like, all our horses. Oh, all our horses. Do you think there may be Indians around? I don't... I, uh, Dude, just take another shot. Let's keep this fucking card game going. I gotta win this hand of Pharaoh. So the next morning, the soldiers are ready for him. Uh, Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse were watching the battle. Then uh, Sitting Bull gets out his pipe, and he smokes it in an open field in view of all the soldiers, and he invites the others to come smoke with him while bullets are hitting all around him. So that's pretty badass. Hell yeah. Right. Well, I think one wasn't one of them... In a previous episode, we we talked about that episode too, and it was kind of like he was. Uh, I want to say it was like Red Cloud's fucking son, or like somebody like one of these young guys that had a distinguished father, but they were kind of a pussy, and he's kind of trying to like. I think oh, yeah, I think it was Red Cloud. It son. was Red Cloud's yeah. son. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He was the one that like his horse got shot, and he he didn't like sit stand and take off the bridle and take it with him. Right. He just took exactly. Off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after uh, surviving that, they decide they should quit the battle. But they did one more dare ride past the soldiers before leaving. Uh, Crazy Horse did that too. Dude, when but you said dare Hor- ride, I'm I'm quite like absolutely imagining the fucking San- Stan Bush song "Dare" from uh, uh, the fucking Transformers the movie. Sometimes when your hopes have all been shattered, there's no way to turn. You wonder how you keep. Riding a fucking horse like all slow motion. <laughs> See, and I just keep on picturing since the cavalry got their horses all stolen the night that they all made hobby horses. They kind of got brooms with like little like flower sack heads. Man can't go into battle without a horse. It doesn't matter what kind. We're cavalry. We're fucking cavalry. God damn it, we're not infantry. How many brooms we got? So Crazy Horse's horse was shot out from underneath him. Uh, this is the Battle of Arrow Creek, uh, the first fight with the railroad crews. Uh, what was Crazy Horse's that, name? Uh, uh, crazy Horse's horse's name? Was uh, like, crazier oh. horse. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like crazy, crazy horse <laughs> horses horse. Uh, the work crew for the railroad refuses to work any further down the Yellowstone. Uh, the soldiers there were commanded by who? Major Baker. Of the Baker Massacre. Yep. But there are only a couple casualties on both sides. Um, but the Lakota remember seeing the soldiers throw one of their dead, a uh, guy named Plenty Lice, onto their campfire. Plenty what? Lice? Plenty Lice. <laughs> they lice? just throw them on the campfire to roast. Pl- plenty <laughs> Lice. L-I-C-E or Plenty Lice? 
Lice. L I C E. Fuck. Oh, I'm, th- I'm, think- I'm thinking he wasn't the most uh, <laughs> beloved dude in the village. Jesus. Well, they I didn't mean, have well, mayonnaise back then. That's the only way to get rid of lice. You got to pack it with mayonnaise. That is now probably mm-hmm. the hands down crappiest yeah. Native American name that I've come across. Even, <laughs> even coyote vagina is kind of cool in its own yeah. way, but like Oof. plenty lice? No. God damn. <laughs> Somebody did not like that cat. No. Nope. Wait, so th- he got killed, they threw his body on a fire? Yep. <laughs> All those lice are just jumping off like as they oh. burn. <laughs> thousand little screams. Sounds like popcorn. Mm. Is that a wolf in the background? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pig. Actually, the- is it fire or police? You can never tell. I don't know. They go by here all the fucking time. Uh, The Panic of 1873 stops the railroad construction, at least. Uh, So they only have a few fights more. Uh, One with Custer from the new fort of Abe Lincoln. Lincoln. But a real small one. Uh, The rails stop at Bismarck, and they resume six years later. And what uh, that's an important thing we've talked about. Um, You know, the rails stop at Bismarck, so they were still using... Steamboats. Steamboats. Uh, uh, uh. Captain Grant Marsh. There we go. So July 1874, Custer leads his expedition to the Black Hills. Um, The Sioux, uh, the ones on the reservation were closer and even more pissed. But Sitting Bull is still kind of uh, off in Montana fighting with the Crows rather than the Whitey right now. Uh, 1874-75, soldiers did try to keep prospectors out of the Black Hills for a little while, but basically they half-assed it and went looking for gold themselves. 1875, the Grant administration decides on war to let the prospectors in and force the Sioux onto reservations from all this unceded territory there in Montana and western uh, Dakotas there. Uh, Using the attacks on Montana as an excuse, violating the Treaty of 1868 to make it look good, uh, they did invite non-reservation Lakota to the res in December 6 to be in by January 31st, 1876, knowing full well that you wouldn't be traveling in the middle of winter, but yeah. who gives a fuck anyway? Uh, this order confused the Lakota because they didn't plan on making war on anybody besides the Crow. Uh, they would come into spring to trade their uh, robes, the buffalo robes. Uh, March 17th, 1876, soldiers surprised a camp on the Powder River. Uh, not a lot of casualties, but forced them out into the 40 below temps and lost a lot of teepees and food. Uh, this is where the Cheyenne, this is, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was that? Didn't, not uh, Gibbon, it, the other dude. It, I thought it was Crook. Yeah, that was Crook's thing. There. Yeah, that's the one right before he goes camping for half mm-hmm. a year, right? Catches yep. his 100 trout a day. 100,000 trout. <laughs> yeah. So this definitely turns the Cheyenne against Whitey, too. Uh, you'll want to go back to before Greasy Grass and after Greasy Grass for, for a lot of this stuff, too. Right. But this is Sitting Bull's version of kind of things. Uh, April 1st, uh, the party of Cheyenne reached Sitting Bull's village. Sitting Bull gives them food and shelter, and they all gonna agree to stick together and fight Whitey then, with Sitting Bull, a leader of all, and Crazy Horse kind of backing him as military oh, that's leader. Right. right. They all fucking, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They like band forces and shit. Right. And well, and that's, forces. those Cheyenne, I think, isn't that uh, Wooden Legs guys? Uh, I, think, I think so. I, I think that's Wooden Legs people, yeah. So, Which, that's, the village. That's, 
excellent. Another one of those excellent Native American names. Maybe he was the first like Native pirate that we were talking about in the the so, riverboats. Something like that. I wooden mean, leg. Yar. Badass. Uh, so that is a village of 460 lodges, or about 3,000 people. Jesus Christ. Or about 800 fighting men. So that's a lot yeah. of people to get up and move around every couple of days and right. have enough forage for all your horses because Jesus, they have just, tons of horses. Just trying to organize four people in a fucking band to like get into a van at the right time and get to a goddamn <laughs> town and get out and move your own gear and then play a show, that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Well, this is like moving an entire small community with horses, with livestock, you know, dogs, tents. fucking tents. Yeah. Well, tents with that have like, oh, on average, probably like, what, 17 to 20 foot tall poles on some of the bigger ones. So those mm-hmm. all kind of got to get drugged. All your earthly possessions. Yep. Probably why they didn't have a lot of earthly, like, didn't, you know, like, yeah, o- ownership keep, of shit was not a huge Yeah, they thing. didn't. Well, they, yeah, they didn't keep a lot of tchotchkes shit around. It was, nah, man. You know. You still have your cooking pots and your tools and sure, yeah. everything else and all your well, robes and stuff. Shit you need. But it's not like they had Big Mouth Billy Bass and, like, <laughs> fucking <laughs> their foot massagers and, you know, all Take that shit. to the river. So all the chiefs agreed to go, not go looking for a fight, but defend themselves if they do. Uh, they do have a few small run-ins uh, with soldiers. They were new on the march again to make war. On the Rosebud, May 21st to 24th, Sitting Bull had one of his visions. Uh, the soldiers riding up to the villages, but not succeeding. He has a Sundance June 8th and had a guy named Jumping Bull gouge out 50 match-head-sized chunks of flesh. This Ouch. is where he has the vision of soldiers falling headfirst into their camp that they would win, but course you can't steal their shit otherwise you're getting right bad don't, medicine don't from desecrate that. the bodies or steal any of their shit when after they die mm-hmm. and, right, yeah right. And, and once again just the thought of like you know those of you who've sat through tattoos and shit like that just just bear a thought for just little match head sized chunks of meat being scooped out of your arms you know after like uh, the you, second one you'd be like fuck you yeah well you said you said 50 uh, my research indicates 100 like little chunks. I'm sure you stop counting after a while. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see if I can find pictures of Sitting Bull's fucking forearms at this point because I'm sure that left a mark or two. I guarantee there wasn't a motherfucker around the camera. Sleeves on his photos. Yeah. yeah, but there's lots of pictures of Sitting Bull. Yeah. But he's usually. Oh, you see some scars and shit, yeah. Right. He's usually wearing a shirt. Uh, June 17th, 1876, scouts find uh, Crook's column marching towards their village. Sitting Bull told the warriors to wait to see if they would attack, but of course they wouldn't listen, so they ride out. This is when Crook was playing whist, playing cards when they get attacked. Fuck, <laughs> uh, I had a good hand too, damn it. Sitting Bull didn't fight in this fight, though his arms were still swollen from all the cutting. He kind of ranged over the lines for moral support, though. He's like, come on, kill Whitey. It's like a fucking third base coach. Yep, giving signs. Bunt. Yeah, the fucking crook's like, look, he's it's a gangbanger. Get him. <laughs> uh, as afternoon came, the Lakota backed off because they kind of rode through the morning and the night. Uh, so it's kind of a back-and-forth affair with crook. Crook's not really gaining anything. Uh, the Sioux only lose 20 guys. Uh, soldiers lose nine, but Crook uh, thought it was a whole lot more, though. He thought it was a 
real shitty defeat. Reality, you know, of course, the Lakota and Cheyenne win, uh, taking on a force twice their size and making them look bad. Right. So this is basically where Crook gets scared and goes fishing. <laughs> As you do, you know. I like that the natives were more like, it's not like we, we, we've we weakened their forces. Now it's time to pilots or whatever. They're like, ha ha, they look like a bunch of assholes now. <laughs> yep. Fuck you, well, fucking losers. Well, you got to remember in, 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 you know, especially a lot of Plains Indian combat, you know, you didn't necessarily fight to wipe each other out or, right. you know, shit like that. That's, yeah, why counting, be, that's why counting coup was a big thing. Trying to be the cool guy, like the toughest you know? motherfucker uh, around. Yeah, and plus, you know, it's just a it's a nice thing to do. You can still say you want to battle, but you leave them with enough of their tough young men to keep the people fed. You're not trying to annihilate your yeah, yeah. It's not it's not scor- scorched earth policy. It's it's yeah, like yeah. it's like it's like playing fucking like whatever like flag football. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they I mean they they killed plenty of each other. Sure, sure, no sure, mistake, sure. Yeah, but, but you're not trying to wipe their fucking bloodline off the map, or right? Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's white is people. A, that's what white people do. That's that's white people shit. Well, yeah. Yeah, you got to leave as, some people to come back and kill later, you know. As we <laughs> learned from uh, William Tecumseh Sherman, will definitely has shown us in the past and will show us very shortly again. Uh, again, this one's going to be a fucking two-parter. That's just how things have been going lately. Um, well, that's fine. Uh, which is cool, because I have to pee really bad anyway, so. Excellent. Fuck y'all. Uh, Let's right. do a fucking hail of fucking gun fucking fire. Fuck. Right, right. you mild city. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll pick up this, uh, pick up uh, City Bowl uh, next week. Uh, See y'all later. See you in ten days. Uh, Seven days, sorry. How long do you think a week is? Fuck you, Miles City. And also Nelson Miles. <laughs> 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 <laughs>